Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a weekly column for a fucking internet website, and I would use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. Now, I don't do a fucking thing. Joining me today, what else can I say? I've said some uh, host of the Lowest Common Phenominator podcast, fantastic comic, killing the robot right now, and also sometimes my co-host on Conspiracy the Show. How about that shit? Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydar. Also joining me, he is the host of a podcast on the network called Bleak and Review. He's also sitting in the co-host chair for this episode of Unpopular Opinion. How special he must feel. Ladies and gentlemen, making his millionth appearance on the show, Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello. That saves me so much work. Ah, now I don't have to record that shit later. That was fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host. Oh, oh, this is big. This is big. It's big time. <laughs> big timer over here. K.B. Anderson, yo. Kev Dog, <laughs> as he prefers to be called when he's not recording. K.A. 47 if you're nasty. Yeah, but stage name, Kevin Anderson. <laughs> That's true. Hi. How's, how's it going? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, bud. Where did the 47 come from? It's like AK-47, but yeah. KA 47 Oh, Because oh. guns oh are sick. Oh, my God. I'm hella into <laughs> guns and shit. Yeah, that's actually pretty <laughs> Holy shit. clever. Jesus. And... <laughs> Joining us as a last-minute replacement, thank yes. you so much, Olivia Hydar. Hi, hello, yes. I I, I was uh, watching It Chapter 2 when Ooh. Kevin texted me. Yeah. Uh, did we you had, like it? Yeah, sure. Okay. We had another guest booked. I don't want to commit any HIPAA violations on the <laughs> podcast, but shout out to a Tiff Myers uh, he was dead. he was supposed to be <laughs> here. He died this morning. <laughs> oh, no. no, he did. <laughs> We're God. fine to joke about it because wow. he texted me s since uh, being put under. Yeah. And now he is back up yeah. and uh, alive and well. Whew. So we'll get a Tiff Myers on a future episode. But as for now, it's just us. Just yeah. us. The, the All whole, of our shoulders work. The holy trinity. Yeah, I like exactly. that. I like that. The three horse the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The three horse people. <laughs> so that say? common that common expression. <laughs> so Olivia, how have you how have you been since Oh, you know, uh I've been, you know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. 
And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. This seems loud. Yeah. <laughs> seems loud in my very, headphones. very loud. And uh, it's about to get real intense. I mean, yeah. slightly less intense now that I crank down the volume. <laughs> but uh, It woke me the fuck up, I'll say that. Yeah. This, I'm using a... a Finicky soundboard. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, rig. you're co-hosting. You should take the fucking soundboard. Oh, right? oh my god! Oh, wow. Holy yeah, there shit. you go. Is uh, it gonna stretch? That's... Uh, it'll work. It'll work. Uh, this is the one I'm gonna be using a lot. It's great. Oh well, the problem is the dog's toy is on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winter oh, has been even when not in say. the room, she's causing problems. <laughs> if you were a, a Patreon person. <laughs> who is getting to watch this on live stream, you will be able to see Adam oh trying to get a dog toy with his feet off of a cable. Yeah, this is, wow. Oh, my God. This is incredible. <laughs> incredible feat of athleticism that we're witnessing hey, live. Incredible feat because he uses his feet. I paid extra to, to wow. have feet of athleticism. <laughs> as a, oh, that's a dog toy. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I even wanted to pick that up. But, uh... <laughs> Thank you both for joining me. Of course. course. We uh we got some opinions to we go do. through we do. today. Definitely. I got to I got to well before we get into that, I need to uh do some house cleaning. Okay. And uh shout out to our $50 subscribers. Ooh. Here's the thing, if you're a $50 subscriber, we're basically friends. Yeah. I've met most of these people. <laughs> I don't think I've met all of them though, but Ann Bankson, Rebecca Stewart, Kaisel Borski, and perpetual newcomer Jesus Cisneros Macias. I don't know if I've met him. If I have, I apologize. I smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> do a little drinking when I'm out, and uh, sometimes I meet people and forget. So, but, the, but the cost of friendship to you is just fifty bucks a month. That's not just, bad. Yeah, wow. If for fifty dollars a month, I might text you during Detroit Lions games. Whoa, that's huge. That's huge. What right? an honor. What an honor. Yeah. Indeed. Thank you. Perfect. I just want to make sure I know what all these do. That was appropriate. Yeah. That one says, yeah. You're wondering what the one that says CSI on it does? <laughs> I was hoping it was a full episode. Just, uh, you know, ominous yeah, tones. But it's, and not the Miami, but the one with William Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. The only CSI, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. The original. Yeah. And I already introduced the guests. Fuck you, notes. Yeah. That's <laughs> where us. Do you, where do you get off? I. <laughs> Should we get into... Our opinions? Yeah, we're going to yeah. be talking about some unpopular opinions, I believe. I believe we have some unpopular okay. opinions on deck. These are opinions that are not popular? They are the opposite of what we sometimes call popular yeah. opinions. Okay, right, right, right. Generally right. speaking, most people would disagree with these things. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, cool. And <laughs> I think I get it. This is going to be a very dry episode. <laughs> I feel like I got a doozy for this one. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, yeah. about this opinion. And... I feel like I'm not trolling. I think I'm being completely honest when I say internet privacy is overrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like there is uh, the reason I bring this up. There's an article that just went up on Reuters.com and the headline is exclusive. Interpol plans to condemn encryption spread citing predators. Sources say on Reuters.com by Joseph men. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Interpol, which is this big international police agency, they're actually joining several other law enforcement agencies that came out and said the same thing recently. And their argument is basically, you know, the spread of internet encryption, and especially the type of encryption where the, the people who make it are just like, 
sorry, we can't help you at all. Right. That does legitimately make a sex trafficker's job significantly sure. easier. It makes a criminal's job significantly easier. And I get that the government shouldn't have just like open access to everyone's text messages, yeah. which here's the thing. They do. They <laughs> yeah. fucking do. To use it against you in court, they have to get a warrant. But we know goddamn well they have access to all of that shit. And where it becomes a problem is cases like sex traffickers where the government right. is like, look, we have a warrant. Can we, like, we have a warrant for the messages on that phone. We need to see the messages on that phone. I don't think that is a big government overreach. If, like, if it has been determined that you are probably participating in a major crime and they have obtained a warrant and like we still need fucking laws yeah like just because we have iphones now doesn't make it the fucking wild west yeah. and i don't really see the problem if it, law enforcement has gone through the proper channels and has obtained a warrant if they go to fucking apple and they're like fucking give up that phone bro yeah and apple's like no we trust our customers privacy we get it yeah, we get it. But that it just seems like it. I feel like and I hate saying this, but I feel like the police have a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the first joke I've made all episode. It was a sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I uh, it's a like it's one of those things where uh, I, I, I don't know that just because there are people who abuse it for like wrongdoing means that we should just throw the whole the whole thing out. I'm I'm not saying throw the whole yeah. thing right, out. I'm saying if you have a warrant, then yeah, but if so be it. Well, it somehow it's pretty similar to I mean, classically throughout recorded phone conversation history. If someone's if there's a reason we've been able to like law enforcement has always been able to go get phone records and stuff and like right. calls and stuff. Like, are we talking? I guess maybe I'm just dumb and don't quite get. Are they talking specifically like? getting into people's email and stuff and like going through the, like their private messages. Are we well, talking I, dark web? Like how deep I are we think talking? They're especially referring to stuff like WhatsApp and signal. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. what I'm thinking. Okay. Of, which also. provide this end to end encryption where even, I think even the company can't yeah. access or read the messages. And it's like, what good are you doing with that? Like what good is happening? A lot of, activist organization i know but there were activists and, before the fucking internet well, yeah but that's but now there's the internet like we can't okay, you know but, like but also if you're just an activist organization a judge isn't going to issue a fucking warrant like it's not we, i have no trust that that's the case i mean maybe they <laughs> will but like i'll trust a judge should not issue a baseless warrant if a cop says that they have a probable cause or whatever yeah, of course. Like, but if you're an activist organization, you're getting infiltrated somehow by the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean that we should make it easier. But that's happen. that's not making it easier. They still have, even if it's a sham warrant, they have to get a fucking warrant. Like, I just, I don't see the value to the general public if a motherfucker is arrested as part of a sex trafficking ring and right. the authorities are like, we need access to those messages. What is the value in a means existing for that person to never have to give up their messages? On the other hand, if someone is arrested for sex trafficking, 
that means that without these messages, we I feel like there's then enough other evidence to Not convict. necessarily. Well, yeah, but to get a warrant to get I mean, if you need the warrant to get the messages, you know, but then there's already evidence as, this as the system works now, even a warrant won't get you those messages. Right. No, I, I understand what you mean. But also, uh, I feel like in the same way that, you know, we were organizing before uh, the invention of the Internet, there was also sex trafficking and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, that was all still done. Or maybe even more so. I don't even know. Is it kind of a is it is it kind of a case of like what is the lesser of two evils? Like where it's if we allow this kind of encryption, do we think overall there will be more terrible things going down rather than positive things that you know you'd want to keep encrypted? I guess that's yeah. that's what it breaks down to for me is like I just don't know that I want to like even have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. just like I, I I think at this point, right now especially, like uh, anything that we, any edge that we can get against the surveillance state that we operate in, it should be taken. I mean, I, you know, I, I understand, like, when you said we're, you're going to argue that internet privacy is a, as a general thing is like overrated. Like, well, I still, I mean, I still want to make with, that argument. I too. can agree with that to a certain extent. But when it comes to this specific case, yeah, that's where I, uh, hesitate because I, now we're getting governments involved. Now we're getting uh, law enforcement involved. And those right. aren't institutions that I have a ton of trust like in. I, I definitely agree uh, that internet privacy is a joke when it comes to social media because every single person pretty much is on like Instagram or Twitter yeah. or Facebook. And we all willingly give that information. Well, the out. thing with internet privacy, I don't know where we ever got the notion that we had that in the first place. Right. Yeah. Right. Like totally. when did that sea change happen? Because it used to be, Oh, it's always been, don't, out, put, yeah. don't put your shit online. Yeah. Like people will right. be able to find every it. Every terms and I get, of service like, thing is always told you that, your information is up for fucking grabs and you sign it anyway because you want to connect. And like <laughs> banking transactions and shit like yeah. that. Like I I understand that there's a certain level of security built in to stuff like that. But man, my Facebook posts, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Read yeah. my Facebook posts. Read my tweets. They're public. Yeah. Well, I mean, my Facebook posts aren't, but I also don't post on Facebook anymore because I'm a goddamn adult. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I still have like you probably just tweet like a grown up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think yes. I have like grow 10. up and join Twitter already. Yeah, I think I have to age another ten to fifteen years to get back to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, it's a real like reverse yeah. bell curve distribution exactly. of like exactly. like eighteen to twenty five and babies then like and 60 old people to death. Yeah. <laughs> That's who should be on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Babies and old people. Yeah, I've only used WhatsApp uh, to communicate with uh, like my mom when she's out of the country and stuff like that, or my brother when he was out of the country. So I've I have I don't have a lot of experience and with like really encrypted apps like i used that, it but. to and it's used conduct to- an interview with uh someone from venezuela sure that's great that's yeah. a great way to do that yeah <laughs> it's uh, useful for oh, i called certain- momo too i forgot i called momo i'm yeah, I, tried, I tried to I'm find momo all right cool <laughs> i barely knew what momo was when it was happening so i'll just it's lit there it is. it's lit <laughs> It is. It is lit. Only Patreon people will know that Adam pressed that button. (laughs) (laughs) I had to reach into Kevin's lap. Oh, and you bet I was courting that. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's getting hot in here. Oh, yeah. So, then, yeah, the rest of the song. Uh, uh, yeah. I just stick to Club Penguin, you know? That's where I do all my weird Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Did you guys ever see uh, Four Lions? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I love, yeah, I love yeah. the, the terrorist cell uh, in that movie is operating with their people in, like, Baghdad or whatever, all through, like, a Club Penguin-esque yeah. website. It's just, like, these cute little, like, penguins that are like, that, we're going to go blow up the The movie rules. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, but, I mean, but that actually does bring up a good point like to me there's not much difference between using sex trafficking to break these sorts of uh protections than terrorism well that's which see that's the other thing and that's a really good point i i say all the time that we use pedophiles and sex trafficking to pass our worst laws absolutely uh and a great example that i've brought up before i'll try to make it short this time because i know people have heard me say it before but there was this case where obama wanted to uh strip these three dudes of their citizenship yeah because they were involved in a child porn ring and they didn't disclose that on their citizenship application. Wow. Which, <laughs> why? What an oversight. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't first sentence. Have a lawyer oh. look it over first, fellas. You, you wanted to know about that? Because <laughs> their cover letter was just that and then the rest. And they uh, took them to court. And like they were like, well, because you lied about that, your citizenship applications are invalid. And we're going to strip your citizenship. Yeah. Even though they had been punished for the crime according to the laws that a u.s citizen would be punished under uh and the court agreed and stripped their citizenship and no one cared because it was child porn right and then trump pulled it on this like 56 year old grandma from guatemala who had been working at this company and the ceo had pulled off this huge tax scam and all she was doing was typing up contracts. She didn't like she was a secretary, a literally yeah. a secretary. Yeah. Didn't know what she was typing up. She's just typing the shit up and sending it off for people to sign. And the FBI comes to her and they're like, you know, we could send you to prison for 10 years just for being there. How about you just plead out? You'll get, you know, probation. It'll be fine. So she did that. And then like five years later gets a, a letter from Department of Homeland Security that's like, oh, uh, that crime. Yeah. It started before you applied for citizenship and you didn't tell us. Now we're going to strip your citizenship. The worst episode yeah, of I Punked mean, ever. That yeah. Was tough. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like we, we stripped away. We basically dismantled the Fourth Amendment in the wake of 9-11. Yeah. And uh, – you know, all of these protections that we once had have been uh, whittled away at since then in the name of terrorism. And I am wary of using another heinous crime. Like, I'm, I'm not pro-sex trafficker here. Like, I want to make that <laughs> I was gonna gonna ask, record. I want to make it clear. Yeah. I'm not using Signal to, like, sell people or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, uh, you know, but, like. Can you do that? I am a mad people on there. I guess that's what well, that's what they're saying, honey. You just gotta know who to ask, baby. Well, I'm gonna list Kevin later. <laughs> see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, that's me screaming into the put, void. Put him up for like 50, <laughs> 56 bucks. 
56. Oh, 56. I, was, I was hoping there's gonna be a K after that. I was like, now I know what my I, I am worth one month of friendship to Adam Todd Brown. Jesus Christ. Plus six bucks. Slightly more. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. And I'll a pack it. of cigarettes in some states. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with this. Uh, yeah, we really shouldn't have given Kevin the soundboard. I'm being a good boy. No, yeah, you are. You're a very good boy. I would say on the flip uh, side of uh back when the internet was, I don't know if you guys seen um Call Me Lucky, the Bobcat Goldthwait documentary about Barry Crimmins and uh, his not just his rise in Boston comedy, but also his court dealings with AOL because he was a victim of sexual assault as a child. And he like basically the, because of him, because back in like those AOL chat rooms, you could just go on there and be like, I want to find 12 year olds that will send me naked pictures. And nobody right. was monitoring this yeah. shit at all. And Barry Crimmins and a few other people like went after this thing and like got those like initial laws of like, okay, there's a lot of rampant. And like there, there at the time, like there was as somebody who was an early adopter of the internet, Sometimes you uh, are you and your friends pretend to be fourteen year old girls when you're thirteen year old boys, and then there's just pedophiles out there, and they're trying to get you to do sure. weird shit, and we're trolling them, and it's hilarious. <laughs> but like there was the, there was no regulation of any of that, and so like there were some basic laws passed, like I think it was like late nineties, like so before nine yeah. eleven, obviously. But uh, that I think like stuff like that, like if there's any measures we can take on a very base level to reduce the amount of child pornography that exists then uh, yeah again controversial stance to take but yeah. I'm for that but then I guess it's just how far and how can you and you could be using that as an excuse to like then you know go on to do other terrible right. things with those uh, implement, implementations I would say the major difference is in that case you're really just talking about enforcement of uh, standards like broadcasting standards yeah. and that sort of thing. Basic. I mean, no that's essentially no, what, it, like that, that's essentially <laughs> what applies when we're talking about uh, things that are posted on the internet or, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of like a, a community message board or, you know, like uh, yeah. that sort of thing. It's more about enforcing those kinds of quality standards more yeah. than a moderator. basically. Yeah. More, <laughs> or more than, whereas something like encrypted, messages like signal and that sort of thing fall more into uh communication and like people yeah, yeah uh, that's true you know uh more into like the phone tapping type of area yeah and, more the patriot and that's act like, stuff yeah i mean yeah. the stuff that patriot act basically just you know destroyed, got rid of yeah yeah exactly <laughs> made made, made irre- irrelevant uh and so yeah i think that there's just a little bit of a difference no uh, totally but, yeah i'm just trying to like maybe we should overturn the patriot act oh no you, you you think maybe that we should do that i know oh, yeah. i'm come I'm, on guys i'm just fun. gonna throw it out there i think it might be a good idea <laughs> yeah i think it I, you know what i think you're right unpopular opinion true uh very true but the patriot act is a <laughs> <laughs> thank you adam <laughs> I feel like people are used to it now to the point where no one really talks about how much that broke our country. Yeah, it really yeah. wrecked us and not a it's single normalized. Not a single president has done a single thing to make it better since. Yeah, no well, All because it, presidents included. Yes, because APAB, APAB. That's the whole that's the whole <laughs> dangerous argument of whenever a president exceeds the executive uh restrictions and that that's what happens whatever thank they you do so it. much uh <laughs> that, what what the patriot act did was give this enormous power to the executive and no president is going to want to give back power that their predecessor had right that's just never going to happen they're not gonna be like i want less please yeah exactly <laughs> uh so it, it is this thing that will it 
when put in place, it's only capable of snowballing because it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, we've kind of been building our our way to just having a dictator. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like people really underestimate the power of an executive order. It's like yeah. when Trump issued that uh, national emergency over immigration and like that was terrifying that was like the first time like i was like oh my god like this is actually like a fascistic nightmare <laughs> like it yeah. was and, and well not the first time but people like, like laughed it up and acted like that's such an easy thing to undo but no it's not no like about, even like, if it gets vetoed yeah. it goes back to the president who has the yeah. power to override that veto. So once, like, we have national emergency. We still have a national emergency declared and active and in place over the Iran hostage crisis, which happened in 1978. That was the first uh, national emergency declared under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, mm -hmm. which is like back when Trump was running, I was like, that's what he's going to use to make Mexico yeah. pay for the wall. Yeah. And like, pull it up on Wikipedia. We have, I think, 35 active national emergencies right now that relate to like Ukraine, fucking tiny countries you've never heard of. <laughs> and they're all in place and no one bats a fucking eyelash. And when that's why when Trump declared that one about immigration, I was like, you motherfuckers don't get it. Like yeah. that's, that's law now. Yeah, like, that's just, it's just going to be law. Yeah. You can't just control Z that. <laughs> right. You're like, Oh, whoops. Uh, we, we made a mistake. Let's go ahead and delete that whole sentence. It's like, no, no, it's, it's well, Venezuela years, is a good yeah. example yeah. too. When Trump issued that, that, uh, executive order, and people are like, oh, I don't feel like that's a, na a, a national emergency. It's like, did you feel Venezuela was in 2014 when right. Obama named them a threat to our national safety? No one fucking cared. And we've been wrecking Venezuela ever since. Oof. Yeah. And, All up in them guts. Yeah. And not just wrecking them, but when we put a, a declaration like that in place, any other country that might work with them or strike a deal to help them if it's a country that's friendly to us, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Like a lot of country, I think it was France ended up pulling out of a deal to buy gold from Venezuela after we put that uh, national emergency in place. Mm -hmm. And it's economic warfare is what that is. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do need WhatsApp. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's just I, you just got to know that motherfuckers are using it to diddle kids. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really fucked up freedom to have because oh not fuck I mean you know what I mean yeah. like the the fact that it exists obviously can be used for whatever cuz yeah. you're not you can't if there's unregulated whatever's going to happen is going to happen it's yeah I guess it just really boils down to does the positive outweigh the negative and for me I don't know uh, cuz I don't use it or anything I don't know enough about it. It's complicated. <laughs> it's yeah, complicated and I thing. think this is going to you know it's it's probably going to happen this they're, yeah. they're probably going to be able to get rid of some of these encryption sites because it's it is this issue this moral issue that is it's not something that affects most people's day-to-day -day life and that's how these rights get eroded is yeah. starting with these things where it's like well yeah i don't use encrypted encrypted thing like it doesn't matter yeah i mean you know? i remember when i uh, back when I worked for Cracked and the Edward Snowden thing came out, someone at Cracked 
wrote an article about who cares if the government spies on you as long as you're not doing anything bad. Oh, yeah. Only, like, cops Jesus. only pull over guilty people. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, that's, a, that's, not, a, that's not a good defense. Ask me what that terrible... person's doing for a living after the podcast. They're okay. They're a cop. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll say about this, and this is just kind of a, a general statement about the one thing that I, I do, uh, especially in this, this quote here from the article, uh, that I... That always puts me uh, on like alert mode and not to say it's not valid, but whenever somebody goes like, oh, your children are in danger. So you need us to do this law. Yeah. I always get wary of that. Yeah, because it's trying to trick parents uh, or like, you know, just scare. It's a scare tactics. Yeah. And a lot of time it is valid. Obviously, this is there is. Uh, yeah, this the, is their quote. Uh, this is from the uh, statement that Interpol is. I think going to be releasing. I don't think they've released it yet. Reuters just got access to it. Nice. Uh, this is the a quote from that. Service providers, application developers, and device manufacturers are developing and deploying products and services with encryption, which effectively conceals sexual exploitation of children occurring on their platforms. Tech companies should include mechanisms in the design of their encrypted products and services, whereby governments acting with appropriate legal authority <laughs> can obtain access to data in a readable and usable format. I just, I, I really, that, uh, I don't like it. It, it just, it just makes me, uh, antsy. I yeah. don't like it at all. Well, you're not a fan of the government? No, not particularly. <laughs> I've it known you for to... years. And this is the first time I've heard you say that. Right. Yeah, I am yeah. also kind of on the verge of like buying the whole network burner phones that we can <laughs> exclusively communicate with. They're getting cheap but enough that's, now. That's worse than the, you might as well just get a signal. That we can, we can like a signal number. Well, it depends on how much you believe about what Edward Snowden says about the NSA. Because, yeah. Or how much you believe about what the good wife says about the NSA, <laughs> which I cannot stress enough how much you will learn about the government watching the good wife this and a, the good fight. That's both. a great pitch for me watching those shows. I will the say the good wife <laughs> is great. Like yeah. there's a reason it was that the good wife is the last great network television yeah. show. Whoa. It was flawless. Uh, it's lit. <laughs> it is. I, I will say Jennifer in the comments said, uh, "If people, if the government cared about children being in danger, they would do something about school shootings." That is a fair. I mean, it's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like obviously, like you know, if that's your actual motivation, then uh, how about? anything do something about this yeah but in this case this is interpol talk no oh yeah that's true it's yeah. not that's not necessarily because i don't know if whatsapp like whatsapp is way bigger overseas yeah like yeah. it's Big not in, like, as south huge korea and stuff like here or, I think, yeah there's places like i that. think like it and the thing is like we've done an episode about whatsapp before like the things it gets used for is pretty fucking crazy like yeah i'm not sure i'm not surprised like really. the the thing it gets used for a lot in India is spreading false allegations that people are eating beef. Oh, and, yeah, we talked about and that. And then mobs go find those people and yeah, that's terrifying. murder them. That's like what we do in America, but we call it swatting, where we, uh, yeah. we lose a game of Call of Duty and sick a SWAT team on somebody. Exactly, the hoary old American tradition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, at least since the PlayStation 3. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's, a tough, it's a very maybe tough still situation. I don't think we're going to solve it on this episode, but I think we did some <laughs> yeah. good work. I think we did some good work. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's hard. Like you're right. When it doesn't affect you, it's harder because I yeah. I say all my most inflammatory shit about the government on public yeah, podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like they would be 
really bored tapping my phone. And I'm sure it's tapped anyway. Yeah. I think they and all are. Sorry to disappoint, but I just fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine uh, being the guy at the NSA who has to listen to every episode of a podcast. Like just oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> I mean, it's not I mean, I guess it's like being unemployed, but it's <laughs> like just to have that job. Yeah. All right, who wants to go next? Uh, I could do mine. Let's uh, hear it. It's a little uh, less deep uh, of a thing, and it's probably actually not that unpopular when I think about it, but I think, at least in the U.S., um, that we should lower the drinking age to 16, like they do in a lot of other countries, and raise uh, the age that you're allowed to drive to 21, <laughs> is what I think. Okay. Uh, I think this for a couple reasons. One, I think not letting people... Uh, not letting kids drink until they're 21. I mean, we have the oldest kids in America. Like people are not like adults until they're like in their thirties. I feel like, and I feel like that has something to do with it is now you can finally drink your 21. You waste half your twenties partying (laughs) because you can do it instead of like figuring shit out, you know, for unlike, I mean, for a lot of people, not for everybody. Uh, I also think that uh, uh, people driving for what, five years before they're allowed to legally drink, uh, they are going to be drinking in that time. People party before they're allowed to all the time. I had several fake IDs. I said, and sure. I drove drunk a lot because I was like, well, I can't, I, I can't like ask for a ride because my parents will know I was drinking. And so like, right. and then I, and then I actually did a tiny bit of research that I did put in the email thread. I don't know if it's available. It doesn't matter, but I looked up, uh, <clears throat> the per capita statistics of drunk driving related fatalities in the UK versus the U S between the ages of 16 and 24. And it is monumentally different yeah uh especially in like the 16 to 18 demographic is like we have so many more and it's not just because of population stuff and i granted there's other factors like public transportation is better there and stuff yeah. there's more public transportation options uh carpooling i don't know bikes <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> but uh i think that that is a contributing factor is that uh uh once you learn to like you drink at 16, the, the, the big party rush of it is out of your system earlier. And then you can be an adult about it. Whereas like every college is just full of just yeah. the most maniac fucking people that are just shit faced because they can now and they're away from home. And I don't know. I just think it would do uh, a lot of good if we did that. I don't think we should have people driving uh, before they can drink. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I agree. agree with that. I agree yeah. with all that. I'm I think it's all really for weird. raising the driving age. Yeah. Yeah. Egan's insane that we let children drive, essentially. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. driving by 15. <laughs> Same. Somebody like, said, don't put your wild antics on people, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. I know that uh, I am speaking a lot from personal experience, but I think, like, generally. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree. I think lowering the age. I've thought this for a long time. Lowering the ages is a very smart thing to do. It makes sense. Like, 21's crazy for it just Well, and also, it just reduces the social pressure around drinking exactly which is such a big thing it makes it normalizes it more so that uh, people abuse it less yeah like we like you have to like on your 21st birthday i don't like people are like oh you gotta do 21 shots or like you have this like huge eruption of i can drink now 16 shots yeah and that is as far as i'm counting (laughs) five less shots And that's really what I'm here to say is exactly. drink five less drinks than normal, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, but I, I, I agree. I actually, you know, I went to Europe in, when I was in Ooh. high school. I know. Oh. I know. Not to brag. <laughs> it was pretty lit. So stupid. It was pretty lit. And I did. I Wait, was, how old were you when you went? I was 16. Okay. And I drank. 
alcohol while I was there, and it was fine. I yeah. didn't die. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> I uh, stayed with a family who had a couple kids my age in Denmark, and they like we would went out to a party. Where, and the parents are just like, yeah, you know, uh, be safe. Be safe. We'll pick you up. Like, yeah, it's it's just. Another, it was like any other high school party, except there was also beer there. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it's just not a big deal to drink. I mean, obviously, there are still going to be kids who are going to abuse. Yeah. Alcohol, I mean, you're not going to be able to ever get it to a net zero. I feel but. like if you're 16 and ready to abuse alcohol, you're probably going to abuse alcohol even <laughs> yeah. if it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I knew a bunch of kids. Uh, drinking age is 21, and I'm from Indiana where you. Used to not even be able to buy liquor on Sundays. Oh, Dry County, yeah, yeah, uh, Dry State, Dry State, Dry oh, yeah. Full State. Oof. Uh, and like, uh, I still knew kids who were alcoholics by the time I graduated from high school. So, I, knew people, you know. I knew people that did heroin. Well, yeah, in I mean, high I knew school. other. It's crazy. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, I also, I also knew several drug users as well. But like, I, you know, the people who did alcohol uh, did alcohol. <laughs> They they did not alcohol. I drink. Uh, Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Drinking finally. Uh, I'm drunk right now. But yeah, like, I I just, you're not stopping kids from drinking by having, you're just making it more illicit and uh, more exciting to do. Yeah. Uh, Just going into the comments real quick. It's not going to stop drunk driving. I just think uh, uh, my idea is that it'll uh, reduce the amount of children making or children, teenagers making terrible mistakes. And uh, yeah, uh, I think if you normal, like like Olivia said, if you normalize it earlier um, or if you're like uh, Jennifer's kids and she's had a good talking to them and they trust her and everything and you have parents that trust you and you don't you have to feel like you hide it all the time. Right. Then I just think you're going to have less drunk teenagers on the road, which, yeah. you know, I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's pretty rough. Uh, waiting till 21. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 21 is not I, I think 18 is fine. 18, I, 18 is like the more reasonable thing. But I was like, I got to amp it up for the unpopular <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I just think I just think it's crazy that I mean, this is the hackest thing I could say, but like we let people go to war when they're 18 but they can't drink until they're 21 yeah no that's i, I absolutely yeah i mean it is kind of it's overplayed just but like, yeah, it's, true. it's just a weird thing that is, no one's really ever addressed and i i think i mean as far as i know are we the only country that is that uh i think a lot of places are 18 are, or 16 right for drinking i think so yeah, yeah. I, I mean i should have looked at it yeah i don't i don't know that, i don't know exactly but i think there are other countries that have a higher drinking age it's just not very common yeah yeah, that's true. Yeah, as far as the driving, I guess I'd be fine with 18, but I don't know, man. People are still idiots when they're 18. Yeah, but <laughs> but driving isn't that. I mean, like it's I a feel big like, deal, but it's not that complicated. I, I feel like young people and the elderly both should have <laughs> an extra layer of proof. Sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. On them to, to show that they're yeah. capable of being on the road without being a menace to society. I yeah, think, like I think that's fair. Check-ins and stuff. Well, not like if you're like, if you're like 18 to 21 and you rack up a bunch of fucking reckless driving shit, you yeah. should lose your license till you're 25. I right. think that's totally fair. As that, it is now, does it uh does it essentially uh go off your if you're a minor like and you have like a bunch of like vehicular like issues does it just go off your record anyway? Because that is think so. Oh no, yeah, I, I should have done more research. Yeah. <laughs> I think your driving record is different yeah. than your permanent record. That, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your permanent record is, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's made up. <laughs> yeah. <the record. laughs> 
Uh, perma wreck. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, you know, I was a good driver when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and my, you know, I've got a sister who's 18 and she's a good driver. Yeah, I guess I guess my thing yeah I guess my thing is more so, about lowering the uh the drinking age the drinking not as age much raising but I like I just like the idea of like it's like there's such a weird juxtaposition to me is like you can have this full vehicle when you're 15 years you're a sophomore in high school and you have this thing that can just kill everybody yeah but you have to wait six more years to have a Bud Light <laughs> it just seems <laughs> weird to me yeah no I agree with that. <laughs> definitely it's can boring. I can I throw another one out that I just thought of sure that kind of piggybacks off of Kevin's and will probably uh hit a little closer to home for Kevin Ooh, I think cigarettes should be outlawed <laughs> I think they should just be taken off the market all together mm. I mean like, it's hard to argue with well, the, like, the don't, health facts don't, of it don't <laughs> Come at me talking about a fucking jewel is making kids sick. Sure. And then cigarettes still still kill 400,000 people in the United States every year. I don't want to hear anyone tell me about something that kills a lot of people. Sure. If you aren't also willing to acknowledge that yeah. cigarettes should be abolished. I don't disagree with that. Uh, my, I just think that I don't agree with uh, I, I think every drug should be legal. I just think that that I just honestly name another drug that kills as many people. No, I, no, I, I, I don't. Not, I don't disagree. But like just flipping, you know, I I, I wouldn't want to outlaw any of that stuff because it is all. It all comes down to a personal choice. And yeah, stuff. I, I don't I, think. But I, then you, know, I don't like then, cigarettes. But then you also like. I feel like cigarettes need to come into the discussion about the cost of health care. No one wants to fucking sure. acknowledge yeah. that. Health care would be a whole lot less if 400,000 people weren't dying every year from tobacco-related illnesses. And I, I would say more than, a more effective thing to do than uh, outlaw cigarettes would be to uh, heavily regulate the tobacco industry – to the point where it is as cumbersome and uh, to buy cigarettes as it is to buy uh, like marijuana or whatever, where you have yeah. to go to a specific place and and yeah, you know, have like, a medical card yeah, that you says have, you can smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I have really bad anxiety yeah. on planes. Can I get a pack of Marlboros? I would be fine with that. <laughs> but like you know, maybe not like that. You know, obviously there won't be a medical, but like you know, something like that. Basically, we've got this um, enormous tobacco lobby in this country that's, I mean, never going to let cigarettes be illegal. Yeah. And I. It, whereas uh, we don't have lobbies for all these other drugs, which I do believe should be legal, uh, just because drug abuse and deaths from just like deaths from cigarettes are a public health issue more than a criminal one. Right. And uh, when it comes to tobacco, I think the reason why you don't have the same number of deaths from something like heroin or uh, opioids just in general uh, at, is because of the regulations on the industries that produce those things, specifically opioids. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot harder to get than, than cigarettes. Yeah. And there's a lot fewer outlets. Whereas, like, there are so many fucking cigarette brands, they take up a whole goddamn wall. Yeah, uh, every uh, gas station, a, yeah, every CVS gas station. or whatever. <laughs> like, so maybe make it, maybe, like, take it down so there's only, like, 
a couple yeah <laughs> brands of like how about let's make it so you could there's like a couple choices of cigarettes and that's it yeah and you know then and then those are the cigarettes that you get and if you really want to smoke cigarettes then you got to smoke these They're, you know that was, i was just thinking about something like that too because like i was thinking like i am a smoker i should quit it's uh i never feel good in the morning but like i i think like if we did outlaw cigarettes i think it would be so much easier uh, like just imagine how hard it would be to keep up that kind of an addiction. Cause when you, when you're a smoker, you smoke at least a pack a day. Sure. Yeah, and I, yeah. I am a pack a day person. It's, it's awful. But like, would I be a pack a day person if I had to buy cigarettes like I had to buy weed in 2008? Cause right. that like, go find some sure. guy that you're not really friends with and like hang out and watch him play Xbox for a while <laughs> before he'll actually give you a cigarette or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. I would just be like, well, this sucks. I guess I'm just going to have to kick this cause I don't want to keep doing it. <laughs> like I, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I totally, it isn't, it is crazy that we're like, we, I do like that. We started talking about drinking and driving and then we like landed upon, you know what the thing is, is that we should just ban cigarettes. Cause it's <laughs> obviously the worst thing. It like I obviously mean, the worst. I just, it, it is, it, it's bad. And the, the thing about it driving up healthcare costs, this is, I don't want to get way into this opinion, but most people should not talk about healthcare. Most people don't understand yeah, healthcare. I enough definitely agree with to that. To be on Twitter screaming about it, yeah. like the in the the reason I bring that up, I'm sorry, America, but that op ed about overuse of healthcare, mm. overuse of healthcare is a huge problem. I worked for a private health insurance company, and one of the key things that drove up healthcare costs is people would have these employer provided health plans that covered everything. So motherfuckers would go to the doctor if they had like a pimple. Right. They'd be mm -hmm. like, make sure this isn't cancer. Like, how about you give it four days and pop it? Yeah. And th <laughs> yeah. then that would help too. And that like people want to act like that's not going to be a problem when it will absolutely be a problem, especially all these fucking hypochondriac comics I know. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. People will be at the doctor every fucking day. I went to an open mic. I'm probably sick. There, is, there is no <laughs> harm in putting some limits on healthcare coverage. I, I think that that actually uh, has an interesting parallel with the drinking age. Uh, question which is this American perspective that we're all coming from because that's what we have right. a, a framework for whereas uh, I think maybe in a country with socialized medicine where the fact like you're talking about people who have maybe finally for the first time in their lives gotten a health insurance plan that is adequate enough to uh, allow them to go to the doctor for whatever little issue they might have. Uh, and in America, that's an insane luxury to, to know that no matter what might happen to you, uh, you can get the health care that you might need. Uh, the peace of mind is right, a but luxury in America. There's exactly. a big difference between providing adequate health care and just saying everything well, you go to the doctor for is going to be covered no matter what. I'm not disagreeing. Uh, but what I, but I am saying that I think that once a broader socialized healthcare program is put into place, you would you might again I'm not an expert on any of this, but you might see uh, incidents of that go down over time, 
as people become accustomed to the fact that of having the security of having the coverage. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you, you, uh, those aren't reports that you really hear a lot about from places with socialized medicine. Those, those sorts of incidents, you know, they kind of get weeded out over time. As, yeah. Uh, you would hope. Yeah. I, you would hope. And that seems to be the case again, not an expert. Yeah. And but it does you can use case. that same argument when it comes to the idea that, private health care should still be an option if we have national health care because i'm telling you that's also where you're going to get a ton of oh that's where overuse of health care comes from right now is private plans that just pay everything yeah and people are like i got the sniffles time to go to the doctor right. yeah. and if you keep a mechanism for private health insurance in place and people still have those plans that just make going to the doctor like going to the fucking drugstore you're still going to have healthcare costs are still going to go up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know that there's a, a, a easy answer to, to that issue, obviously, there, but like, I mean, you just, you know, make, you just give people access to a health plan that covers certain things. Like there's in any health plan, say you have four doctor visits a year. If you get sick, you can still go to the doctor. Right. Like like it just has to be like if it's outside of the normal four visits, then you might have to fill out a fucking form. Yeah. But like free healthcare. Yes. But with some like constraints on what people can use it for, because people will use it frivolously. There's no question. Like this is America. We use everything frivolously. Like show yeah. up to the uh, hospital smoking a cigarette as you walk in and be like, oh, I got the sniffles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in yeah. their face, blowing the smoke in their face. It, it's just, it, you know, going back to uh, kind of the greater good or doing the least amount of harm type of thing. You know, if that ensures that people who would otherwise not have access to health care can get it, then I'm fine with that yeah i mean everyone should have health care that's 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 not even a question like if if that is what it comes down to and i don't even know necessarily that that'll be the dynamic that it comes down to but if it is then you know whatever then that's it a lot of the a lot of this show has been been weighing out like (laughs) like very (laughs) abstract concepts like does it do more harm than good (laughs) it's really it's It's all the trolley problem it's it's very it's all really just made me want a cigarette that's all it is yeah i'll probably smoke one after this uh, Olivia, did you have anything? You well, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, it was kind of last minute. So I'm <laughs> trying to think, um, you know, I've got one and I feel like I'm just going to piss people off and come off condescending Ooh, I and wait. seem like just kind of a it's what we're here asshole. for. Uh, I feel like, mo- stop it. <laughs> Fingers hovering no, over the button. Up, <laughs> I feel like, uh, like a vast percentage of Americans uh, are bad at watching movies. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. I, because there's a, there's a thing called film literacy. Oh, here we go. Yes. Is yes. <laughs> a very pompous sounding term for just watching a movie and understanding what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Because every movie is communicating it's trying to tell you something yeah exactly they're all it's all every movie is a conversation sometimes they're bad communicators oh yes yeah we're a theme park but (laughs) there's this trend that i see when it comes to this has really come out with social media as so many weird social trends have 
but whenever you see people arguing about movies online, and I'm talking about just like your average person arguing about movies online, not someone who knows what they're fucking talking about. Not somebody that's a writer is, about movies. Yeah, or, film yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, they, there's just this surety because everyone watching a movie is sure that they are the ones who come right. out on top knowing you know their their opinion is correct and their their idea about what the movie is about is correct and uh so often uh they're just loudly wrong <laughs> and uh it all really comes down to this the skill of film literacy this idea of being able to interact and engage with a work of art in on the art's own terms and uh filter that through your own objective, your subjective lens. Like, you know, you, you could like or dislike something, but you still understand what it's saying. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of people lack that. And I don't think that there's anything, I want to be clear. I don't think there's anything inherently bad or wrong yeah. about not having a high level of film literacy. I don't think that's that in the grand scheme of things is a thing that makes you a better or worse person. It's what the, the ability that the internet has given to allow people to claim expertise on subjects yeah, that they yeah. are not experts on. Oh, uh, my favorite thing is when someone just subtweets a thing and just goes, "This is bad," and then they're like, "Yeah, I guess I, I guess you're right. This movie sucked. I know because I'm on Twitter." Right? Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, that, you know, that shit's annoying. It's uh, it's something that I mean, it it came to it really started to crystallize for me after the release of the last Jedi. Which oh I don't yeah. Get into. Oh, well, that's a whole episode. I, I really <laughs> That's a it's, whole other episode. You, people are still mad about that movie. Two years later. It's, it's insane, but, but uh, I, I was, was good. Yes. And I, I typically try not to engage with these kinds of toxic, toxic things online uh, for my own health. Yeah. But like, I was so perplexed because I had such a, I, I had such a visceral reaction to the film watching it the first time. It was a, like a euphoric reaction. It made me I feel loved it. It made it me really feel good. like I was a kid watching a movie again, and no movie has ever done that. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I, it was this insane experience watching it, and then whenever I would engage with people who didn't like it, and I'm always trying to understand, it's kind of how I approach it. And that it would always be, they would be mad at things that like didn't happen in the movie. Right. It's they're they're They didn't like the movie and that's fine. Not liking uh, something that, I like is fine. <laughs> like, that, happen, that happens that a lot. Happens a lot. That happens a lot. It happens a lot. But like it's I never understand it. It's when <laughs> it happens. And I will talk about it online. The, yeah. the, the, the I the disconnect comes when people are explaining what they didn't like about something. And there's this focus on surface level details that were maybe communicating something opposite to the what what you know the intention of the film is either the opposite of what what's portrayed which yeah. is tricky for some people or there's you know uh, they're just using these surface elements to talk about why they didn't like something when in fact they could just say it just didn't work for me i yeah. just i just didn't like it uh you know there were just elements of it that really didn't work there's all sorts of ways to criticize something uh and explain why you didn't like it without uh, you know, kind of showing your ass. And <laughs> yeah. To, you know, if someone is trying to, to explain to you, you know, 
how film works. <laughs> like, you know, like what it means when something is uh, portrayed in a certain way or, yeah. you know, like it's kind of a tough, it's a tough concept to nail down in, you know, on a podcast yeah. because the film is kind of a visual thing. But can I, can I tell a quick anecdote about the last Jedi? Oh, sure. You sure can. Uh, so the scene, I saw it on Christmas day in the theater in Sacramento uh, with my then girlfriend, Vanessa Gritton and my mom. And uh, I think my brother and my uh, sister-in-law and the scene where the, uh, uh, Holdo, uh, Lord Dern's character, right, yeah. uh, does the suicide thing to you know yeah. save them, buy him some time. All the sound goes out. Really yeah. dramatic moment. Some fucking fox, fox racing hat wearing Sacramento trash just goes. That'll learn you in the theater. And Vanessa just goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, so that that's kind of my take is that I you know I it's not something that's talked about a lot and because there is this idea that opinions are kind of sacrosanct or whatever but like yeah, that's an overall problem in america yeah, right now definitely. is opinions being used we talked about like the anecdotal evidence thing last time i was on this show yeah. but uh yeah just opinions being yeah. facts is tough in a lot of just, different areas of life. just embrace what you know and what you don't know like it's okay to not know you notice how quiet i was during the healthcare <laughs> thing <laughs> and that was me embracing what i don't know <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's okay to not be an expert on everything. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. In fact, some would say... It's lit! Oh! It is. It, it's lit. <laughs> well, that that I think is an episode. We don't have any listener opinions, but I do need to shout out our $25 subscribers. Newcomer Andrew McGuire, T. Cooks and Ryan Borey, Eddie Barron, 5X Espinoza, Chaz, Chitwood, Mike Ski, Homerostasis, the ghost of Dave Thomas, mm-hmm. Nolan McClain, Shelly... DJ West, Katie River, musical guest, <laughs> 80s R&B sensation, Reby, Kelly Stanaway, Teresa H, and that H stands for hammer. Thank you for clarifying. Finally, <sighs> James Hill, Carson Tuttle, Danny W, AJ Limberg, and as always, Jennifer Fendelander with one F. Mom of Hell the yeah. century. So that's our episode. Yeah. Thank you both for joining me. Of course. Yeah, what do we have? What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops for now, but we are working on uh, a new subscription oh. service that Whoa. will be that will be better and more robust Hell and yeah. give you more options. <laughs> but until more then, robust. subscribe on Patreon. Daddy's got a tax bill to pay. Mm. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Kevin, what do you got to plug? Uh, go listen to, uh, go listen to, uh, go listen to, uh, something, here's something, I got a podcast. Uh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, go listen to Bleak and Review, it's fun, every Friday. Uh, good episodes, good episodes. Good we episodes. We have them. And at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things, if you don't follow me, I have lots of pithy statements that I post there. Ooh, <laughs> take that. Olivia, what do you got to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there, hi dar. uh, I am just as pedantic and annoying. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, I, I, I have a podcast on the, uh, on pops network It is called Lowe's common phenomenator. Uh, it is, uh, currently on a break, uh, until next year. Well, I think I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Indiana, uh, for a month. And so I think I'm going to actually record some episodes. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Indiana's not lit. No, not at oh, all. I was sure it was absolutely not. I think, I think that's Caruso scream a little <laughs> yeah. more accurately. Uh, <laughs> I'm here again. And yeah, so I think I'm going to record some episodes out there. But uh, but yeah, uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Locom Phenom. 
Very nice. All right, let's get the. Fu- I'm going to play the outro live oh, too, so shit. I don't have to edit that shit this in. This is big. Uh, Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Kevin, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Yeah. I'm going to get a copyright notice over this. It happened once. Really? From from danger? Wow. It's automated. Uh, <laughs> I was say, what an asshole. He comes like on your show after he does it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.